Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks tonight on the 209th podcast, Psalm 24. What a day we've had. With me as always is my co-host, my friend, Stephanie Wesco. Stephanie, what's going on? Well, Doug, it was a great day. Got to meet a lot of new people here at Pensacola, and um, that was a blessing. Yeah, so so Stephanie was uh, had the, the great honor tonight of standing up and speaking to the Missionary Prayer Brand, and we love you know, anybody who's a Christian loves missionaries. And uh, anybody, who's, uh, anybody who's ever been a missionary has a real soft spot in their heart for, uh, uh, for these young people who are almost surrendering their lives, showing yeah. up in these missionary prayer bands. It's a cold night in Pensacola. They're, you know, they're wrapping up. So they're doing uh, two weeks online. Mm-hmm. So they're going to go home for Thanksgiving and stay. So they don't have to worry about them bringing back a virus. Right, so they're going right. to be two weeks online. But what a night it was tonight. These young people were very attentive uh, to what Stephanie had to say. And Stephanie shared um, the testimony of her and brother Charles. And, and uh, we were just talking. Uh, and again, we, we share these things. And I was telling Stephanie um, that when I looked out at those kids, it, it was an encouragement to me. And kind of Stephanie said the same thing. But I was encouraged, Stephanie, by seeing these young people showing up on a cold night as they're getting ready to finish up school. I was encouraged by them. Now, now did, you got to talk to maybe 25 or 30 of them. And what was that like? It was encouraging. Um, it's encouraging to know that God can use Charles' testimony yeah. to impact young people. Yeah. And then we had food tonight. So it, you guys know who've been following us that, We've been on this diet and uh, this health plan, and actually I'm kind of processed out of it, but I'm still on it because I'm afraid to put weight back on. So I'm kind of like in between the health management plan I'm on, which is awesomeness and normalness. And Stephanie is, and she's doing great, by the way. If she Sometimes I look at her, and I don't even recognize her. She's lost so much weight since Oh, brother. No, you've lost weight. You've lost a lot of weight, man. You got to let that go. That, and, I, and I've been telling uh, Stephanie, she does. She goes through this self uh, shredding. You know, she's got this high sense of self. Uh, I guess what would it be? Uh, self abuse, or you know, feeling bad about yourself. I don't know what the word is I'm looking for here. <laughs> uh, but but Stephanie doesn't see herself as the rest of us see her, as being a fine human being. And Debbie and I counsel her always in that area. Uh, but anyway, Stephanie, so you got to talk to these kids mm-hmm. and uh, these young people, and they, they weren't kids, they're grown-ups. They're, a lot of people their age are, are, are working full-time jobs and stuff. They're in school preparing, a lot of them for the mission field. Yeah. And uh, uh, they encourage you. I mean, what do you walk away from that with? It's, it's a high responsibility yeah. to, um, to try to encourage them to stay faithful to the yeah. Lord. And, you know, when yeah. I look out at them and yeah. like I, like we were talking earlier, yeah. you know, I look at, looked at that group tonight and 
the burden of my heart for them was that if they could catch what God has for each of them to do, the young people in that room, God could use to turn the world upside down for his glory. Yeah. And that honestly, um, that burned my heart that, that, that if we can show them the love of Christ and if we can make an impact on their lives so that they can turn around and make an impact on the world so that God receives glory and that souls would be saved because of their ministries. That was kind of what God laid on my heart tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And and then talking about the food thing. So we, we've been eating, so we have these fuelings. So we have about four fuelings or five, five fuelings a day, mm-hmm. plus what we call a lean and green meal. So tonight's yep. lean and green meal. So over at the cafeteria, and we were so blessed that uh, Dr. and Mrs. Busey, Dr. Busey runs the missions program here at the school. And, and uh, we were so blessed that they took us out to the, and bought us our supper and things like that. And we had this chipotle pork. What does that whole chipotle thing mean anyway? I'm just not sold on chipotle. What is that all about? I wasn't. I, I like the restaurant chipotle, mm-hmm. but I'm not, you know, what? what's the deal? I'm not sure. I think it's some kind of ground up. Probably uh, a spice. Pepper. Yeah. Yeah. So I ate it, 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 it. It was good. And then there was some brown rice, some black beans, and some. Uh, uh, now Stephanie stayed away from the brown rice, and we we had some salad bar salad with fat mm-hmm. green dressing, and you know it was really good. But this weird thing occurred after I ate all that. I'm like <laughs> still hungry. Maybe it was the pork. Maybe I'm just a pig. Maybe I really do need a large pizza. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, we went through Psalm 23. And, I mean, what, how do you feel? You feeling all right? I feel a little better now. Yeah, so Stephanie was feeling a little bit rough around the edges earlier. And that's one of the things when you're on a health program, you know, you're eating. We weren't eating that much. I know you skipped a couple of fuelings because uh, we were busy all day. And, and the great thing about our health plan is you eat every two and a half hours. The tough thing is... I did skip- do that whole sugar-free chai tea thing. That was good, though. You know, and maybe I'll try one, but you know, the, the sugar-free is the chai flavor, but then you're dealing with the, the milk. True. Milk's about 100 calories. So same kind of thing, I guess. As a, as a fueling. I did fueling. do that as a fueling. So what we do, folks, is we save our talking and visiting for when we get together and do the podcast. That's right, because we've been working all day. <laughs> if you haven't figured that out. But uh, anyway, <laughs> we just want to let you know what's going on with the lights. We want to let you know something really important tonight, that Psalms have been a great blessing to us. And as we wrapped up Psalm 23 last night, we were thinking about the total sufficiency of God. And you know that Psalm was broken in a couple pieces, Stephanie. It was broken in the uh, God and then us, aimed right at us. Do you remember that fourth verse, that verse that just talks to us? Do you remember that from memory without looking at your Bible? From Psalm 23? Yeah. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The rod and thy staff. So now we're in Psalm 24, and Stephanie's going to read that for us tonight. But again, thank you for being with us on this podcast. Let's hop in. All right. The the earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, 
that seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Selah. Mm. He is the King of glory. He, God is the King of glory. So you read that, and I mean, was there a verse or something that just stuck out to you right in the beginning there, or right in the end, or right in the middle? Your call. Wow. I think um, it's kind of like the, David's establishing ownership yeah. of the world, as, of, of, of everything, but specifically the world, the earth, as we start out and just declares that this world, this earth, belongs to God and those who live in it belong to God. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of Pastor Redland's message from Sunday night um, about who are we? Who are we? Yeah, and, and that first point being that we're created. We belong to God. He created us. And, 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 you know, there's so many of us, honestly, that don't know who are we. And I'm not picking on, you know, say some, you know, some people would say, well, who are we this way or who are we that way? And, and uh, but, you know, who are we across the spectrum and what role do we play? And, and I think that was a, a real telling psalm here in 24 when we got going and i remember there was a theologian that i read about some time ago a guy named clarence benson and he called the earth the theater of the universe mm -hmm. you know god's theater of the universe and uh, but uh, so if god chose a planet a people in a land and for his son to live here and minister and for us to minister and for us to deal with that i think we see that right in the beginning there with those those first few verses, those first couple verses, the earth is the Lord's. And I think sometimes we think the earth is ours. You know, and we've yeah. watched this great debate over time on who owns the earth, who's responsible for the earth. And I mean, we have a responsibility. I'm, I'm not running from any responsibility, but I think it's important that we remember that the earth is the Lord's. And so if the earth is the Lord's, how does that old saying go, Stephanie, that the Lord not only owns the cattle on all the hills, he owns... He owns the hills. The hills that the cattle is on. So, I mean, we can buy a piece of land. We can, uh, we can buy a home, and, and, and certainly uh, uh, we're, we're fortunate, Debbie and I, to own a home. Stephanie's fortunate to own a home. Uh, but the earth is the Lord's, and it says, For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. And it, it's being right up front. There was a flood. Mm-hmm. You know, some people reject that. And, but biblically, I know there was a flood. Yeah. You, know, you know, that's why people think it's an old earth, because they see the damage of what the flood did. And, but, the, but there was a flood. And, uh, and then who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord's, or who shall stand in his holy place? So right away, you know what David's asking with that question? Who makes it to heaven? So what's the answer there? Who makes it to heaven? Well, first of all, this was David, I think, talking in terms of the tabernacle. Yeah. Jerusalem. Um, but at the same time, there's a principle here for who I think if we could put in today's terms, who will be close to God. Yeah. Who will be someone who's accepted in his sight, who is someone that will bring honor and glory to God. 
and that when they stand before God someday, and you know, won't be ashamed before him. And you know what? We haven't left that Old Testament mentality, talking about the Ark of the Covenant, talking about the tabernacle. And today there's so many people that say, well, that guy's not going to heaven. Yeah. And you know, one of the worst things you can say to somebody is go to, and excuse my language if this kid's listen, H-E-L-L. That's a terrible thing to say to oh, somebody. Oh, it's horrible. And we don't want anyone to go to hell. Bible said there's gnashing of teeth. There, there's pain yep. that never ends. There's all these different things. But David's messing around and, and he's talking about these Old Testament things. Well, I'm, you know, the ark's traveling around. We've got these tabernacles. We represent these things where, uh, you know, this is a big deal. This is what saves us. This is what takes care of us. Well, in today's society, in 2020, Jesus Christ does that. Right. In 2020, uh, it's accepting Jesus Christ and his plan. You don't need a substitution anymore. Uh, you know, we've had that propitiation. We've had that substitution. We've had those things. And then in verse four, he that had clean hands and a pure heart who have not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully. And I know you're probably thinking the same thing I'm thinking. Those of you out there listening to us and Stephanie is, does anybody have clean hands and a clean heart? Does, does anybody who's not lifted up their eyes to vanity? I mean, so he's saying not, we go to the tabernacle, we go to the ark, we clean them, right? No, I don't. Th I think he's saying um, who who goes to the, I think, I think personally what David is, is insinuating here is this is someone who their goal is to please and honor God. Yeah. And speaking of righteous conduct. I think it's is, it's the bottom line of, yeah. you know, David's brothers looked great on the outside. When Samuel went um, to Bethlehem to anoint the next king of Israel, who would yeah. be the after Saul, and God had told him to go to the house of Jesse. Yeah. And Samuel looked at David's older brothers and was like, it's for sure him. Because he looked the part. He looked like he had clean hands and a pure heart. He looked the part. Yeah. And God said, no, look not at his outward appearance. And, you know, it's not that David was perfect. It's not that David wasn't going to do some pretty heinous things in his life. Yeah. But David was called a man after God's own heart. He was. And I think that the bottom line is of having where you're your ultimate goal, your ultimate desire is to honor and please and glorify the Lord. And God knows we're not going to be perfect. No. But someone who I believe has a clean hands and a pure heart, who um, who doesn't lift up his soul unto emptiness, that's what vanity is, and doesn't lie. Yeah. And, and, and the idea is someone of the clean hands is a righteous conduct. Right. Doing things rightfully and, and the... And, and, you know, someone who is seeking and to a pure be heart is to, a godly character, yes. doing the right thing, not not out messing around, not seeking to be faithful to God. Yeah. And, and so, David, you know what I like about Psalms is David's constantly dealing with things of God. David's constantly moving around with things of God. David and, and it makes us think even all this time later. And he's talking about salvation and he talks about salvation and whenever you see the word salvation in the Bible, you know, we always uh, we always think about these things and we, and we sit up and we're getting there and it says he had clean hands, a pure heart who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord in the righteousness 
uh, from the God of salvation. Now, remember, salvation worked a little bit differently in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And you constantly had to deal with sacrifice, constantly had to deal with it. That doesn't mean that the Old Testament is being put away. To the contrary, the Old Testament has been added on into our dispensation and things of that nature. But you know what's cool here? I think what's cool is when you get here into verse 6 and it says, This is the generation of them that seek him, them that seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah. This is the generation, he's saying that, them that seek him. This is the generation. I hope that this is the generation. That's right. I hope that this generation in 2020 and beyond is the generation that seek him. We're almost in 2021. By the time this plays, we're, we're about 10, 12 days. I mean, we're almost in December of 2020 by the time this plays. And look what it says in verse 7. It says, lift up your heads, O ye gate, and be ye lift up everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. And and who is the king of glory? The Lord is strong and mighty. The Lord is mighty in battle. Lift up your, and I said battle. Lift up <laughs> your heads, or your gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Selah. So, I mean, as we're reading, now this psalm goes in completely a different direction than Psalm 23. Uh, Psalm 23 is talking to us, it's telling us some things, it's saying how we deal with death, how we deal with hard times, how, how we find uh, a place to go and stuff. And then David, inspired by God, goes in a different direction. And this direction is talking about how do we check someone's fruit? How do we know if we're right? Well, first of all, we need to have clean hands. We need to, uh, we need to be doing right in, in the sight of God. We need to have a good testimony and, and uh, well, this is, you know, yeah, we need to speak of... Principle. The same principles in um, Micah 6, 8. Yeah. And I was going to ask you to go to Matthew 5, 8, but let me do that. And a pure heart is of godly character. You go to Micah and I'll go to Matthew 5, 8. How's that? Micah 6, 8 says, He has shown thee, O man, what is good and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly and to love mercy and, and you to see, walk humbly with thy God. Uh, that's perfect. And you know, my co-host, my friend, never even opened her Bible for that. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. So I had to open the Bible to Matthew 5, 8 because my brain is fried. But anyway, this is what I'm thinking. So is mine. They just have that one memorized. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we should hide in our hearts the Word of God so we can bring them out. Shall we? What does the Bible say about hiding the Word of God? Thy word have I hid in my heart. You see, folks, that's, why, that's how you pick. You always pick something. So when you're in a foxhole, all right, when you're in the army, you never get in a foxhole with somebody who's braver than you. But when you're doing a podcast, you always have somebody who's smarter than you are. Doug, I am not smarter yeah, than you. Yeah, that's what's going on here. But that's all right. The, peep, the peeps need that. The that peeps is need so somebody. Not true. That our is our not peeps true. need somebody. Not and true. so five times in this tech, uh, you know. So if you go through and you look here, God's called the King of Glory. Mm hmm. A handful of times. It's alluded to God being the king of glory. Mm -hmm. and, and I like the king of glory. Remember we used that, we wrote that song of all glory. No, what, what was that word we used, glory? Ah, ah, in the which song. Which song? I don't know which song. I don't, we've written too many songs. <laughs> I'm having problems. Oh, are you talking about um, our Christian soldier song? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Stand um, fast, Christian soldiers. Is that what we named it? Our captain. Our captain. We call him our being our captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so God is the king of glory. And I think the most important message out of Psalm 24 is God is the king of glory. And how you look at God 
says everything about you to God, your friends, your neighbors, and your family. Mm-hmm. How you view God, where you put God, put God on a pedestal, friends. Put God in that place where God is first in everything. Yeah. And uh, we talked about yesterday or the day before that our identity, remember we talked about our identity first is in Christ. And then all those crazy things in our identity uh, come together. And uh, God is the king of glory. Who's God in your life? I think we got to ask that question. I think everybody needs to ask that question. I think those of us who uh, are saved. Yeah. Who's God to you? Yeah. I think that's something that we need to ask. Who's God to you? And uh, you see, we belong to three worlds. And that's the thing. We belong to the creation that's around us, the world and the new creation within us, and the world to come. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, you know, the world to come for a Christian is a pretty sweet deal. The world to come for those who are not saved is not that great. Pretty terrible. It's pretty terrible. So, friends, I think the most important thing is ask yourself that. Write this down. Write this down on your pad or wherever you're at. Write down, who is God? And if your answer is, he's the king of glory, he's my king, he alone is in charge of us, he alone is in charge of my family, he alone changes everything, he alone brings me to the next place, then then you're okay. But if you get to that place where you're not answering that, what would you say to somebody who's not answering that question properly? I would say it's time to get very serious about what's important in life. Yeah. And how do you, how do we make, how do we go from, well, I believe there's a God. I believe in the word of God. I believe, you know, and I'm kind of saved. I'm saved, I think. How do we go from there to sold out and knowing that God's the king of glory, he's my king, he alone is worthy, he alone can take me to where I'm going. He alone provides for those three worlds. And, and how do we, how do we do that? Doug, we do it through a constant seeking for God like Nicodemus did in John 3. You ever meet anyone named Nicodemus? I did not. Yeah. I have not. Yeah. It's not one of, it's not, it's kind of like Moses, you know, you don't meet somebody with I knew that a name. Moses. Yeah. I'm sure you did. He wasn't very good. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> well, I think you have to come to that point of searching to know God like, like Nicodemus did because. Nicodemus knew the law. He, he was a Pharisee. He was. He knew what the law was. But he also knew he had an emptiness inside there because he didn't missing. know Jesus. There was something missing. And he saw in Jesus, I think, the answer to those questions he had. And so he, he sought after him. He wanted to know him. And in John 3, we're given the clear, you know, clear gospel. John 3, 16, the most famous verse in the entire world is given there as Jesus talked to Nicodemus and explained to him what it really means to know him, what that first step is. So I think John 3 is a great place for someone. John 1, John 1, I mean, just read the book of John. John 1, 1. Yeah. John 1, 1 will mess you up if you don't know what's going on. So the book of John's a great place. If you're in a cult, you know, one of the ways you know you're in a cult is they've taken John 1, 1 and messed it up, moved it around. Makes sense. Yeah. So the book of John's a great place. And then I think the book of Romans takes you to the next level of um, once you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you understand who he is, come into that place of surrender to him. And I think of Romans um, 12, 1 and 2, where not only are you a child of God, 
but as a child of God, you're willing to be a living sacrifice. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, yep. holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service. What does that next line say? And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Folks, you got it right there. She said a couple things that really caught my attention. There's an emptiness within all of us that only God can fill. And some of you might be feeling that emptiness right now. Some of you, are, the emptiness is huge if you're not saved. I mean, God needs yeah. to fill the saved emptiness in your body. So it's pretty clear what's going on here is, you know, that emptiness of being saved, uh, it fills that emptiness that everyone has inside of us. Then that next step, what, what Stephanie was talking about there in Romans chapter 12, and that next step of stepping out and serving God, and the miserable feeling it is when we don't trust God, the miserable feeling when someone accepts Jesus Christ. And some of you know exactly what I'm saying to you, and you're not doing what God has for your life. You're miserable. You're, you're not in church. You're not doing those things you should be doing. You're not doing what God has called you to do. And you know what came to my mind just now, Stephanie? You know that song, Trust and Obey? Mm -hmm. Trust and Obey is a good song. It is. How well do you know that song? That now that's one I probably can get through without messing up. Okay. Well, why don't we give that a try? Why don't we uh, offer our peeps out here a little bit of trust and obey? Okay. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. While we do his good will, he abides with us still, and with all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but you trust and obey. Friends, remember the help we need comes from God. Our God can be trusted. So it's all about trusting him. This is, you know, Stephanie, if we can get this trust down, if, if we can get down, if we can somehow understand as Christians, as people who've accepted Jesus Christ, as people who are all in, if we can understand that it's all about trusting him, if we can step out in that trust, if we can live a life that's victorious, if we can put these crazy things aside and put God in front, you know when a pilot flies and they don't know how to fly with their instruments, you know what they do? They look at the sun or something that's straight ahead and they fix on that and they keep on following the sun. That's what they do. They keep on looking at it. either that or the plane goes crooked and almost crashed. So, so I had two plane lessons. Did I ever tell you about that? You didn't. Okay, so there was this, uh, I guess he would have been called a physician's assistant. That's because before they called them nurse practitioners. He was at the reception battalion, United States Army, Fort Benning, Georgia. And anyway, he, uh, he decided <laughs> he was going to show me how to fly. So he flew me to New Orleans from Columbus, Georgia to see my father because he thought I should get along with my father because of the whole biblical thing he was saying. But anyways... Anyway, he was a bush pilot in Alaska, but he was in the National Guard on active duty there on the Army base. So he was teaching me how to fly. And then we were flying back, and he didn't tell me he didn't know how to use the instruments. Oh, that's fun. And so it got dark, so we had to follow the highway. So I had to keep on looking through binoculars at signs to make sure we were following. That messed me up, man. That would mess me up. But you know what? If you don't know how to use your instruments, if you don't know how to use your Bible, if you don't know things that are going on, you're living life just like that. You're hanging out of a plane window with a set of binoculars trying to look at signs in Alabama in the middle of the night. You know where I'm coming from? And, it's and, uh, true. Yeah, yeah. So listen, folks. Trust God. 
Trust and obey. It's all good. Hey, and listen, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, please listen to every word of this. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.